Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tilly, where we explore everyday topics for everyday people. I hope something that is said may encourage, motivate, or give you a different outlook than before. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy these next few minutes. What's up, everybody? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Tilly. I am so pumped you're with me today. I have a special buddy with me, one of my best friends, Noah Hogan, a local youth pastor here. And uh, I hope that we just get to give you a little bit of insight, share some biblical knowledge about maybe a few things you haven't thought about. But Noah, I'm glad to have you today, buddy. Man, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, it's... uh. The youth pastor life is an interesting life to have, isn't it? It is. It is. It's a it's a roller coaster of events. That's right. Hey, um, which I always like to start off uh, each podcast when I have somebody on talking about. If you had a piece of advice that you could give anybody in the world, what would it be? Uh, I think um, I thought about it when you asked me earlier in the week, and my one thing is that I think about um, a lot is is that comparison will steal your happiness. And what I mean by that is I listened to a podcast for, uh, I've been listening to a podcast now for a, for a while now. And he, um, he uses the phrase comparison is the thief to joy. And, uh, it, what he means by it is, is, is if we continuously compare ourselves with, uh, others, we will never meet the requirements that we want because we'll just continue on and keep comparing, uh, everybody from, uh, for ourselves. So that's, that's my word of advice. Hey, that's a good one. I think that's a massive uh, topic that we all th- deal with. And it, it reminds me of John 10, 10, where it talks about uh, that the thief c- comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And a lot of times we don't even realize that, you know, that's how Satan does things is he uh, he puts things in our life like comparison that often would um, never think about it. And we just think, oh, it's just part of life. But instead, it, he's it's literally stealing, killing, and destroying our happiness. Yeah, so uh, my my pastor uses um, uses an example of uh, for our congregation of, you know, if we continuously look at our neighbors and say, hey, I want the same camper as them, I want the same boat as them, I want the same house as them, you know, we're not we're not being good stewards of the kingdom in that way that that we just continuously give our money to places that we want fleshly desires and um, we we don't contribute to the kingdom, like I said, so. Uh, that's right um and i believe social media at least for me personally that plays a big factor in um comparison because i look at oh well look at you know their relationship everything looks great or look man he just bought a brand new truck or um they're doing so well in life but we forget that social media just shows the highlights of everybody's lives a lot of times you don't get to see the um the downfalls or the the low points all you get to see is when they're um when they're on the high pedestal and things like that and i think that's just a major part of it uh, that we a lot of times we just don't think about but social media i know is probably one of the worst things for me is when it comes to comparison yeah that's a big factor in comparison and uh like you said it's just a uh it's a fake platform for people to stand behind that it's not so much um their real selves it's more of um it's more of a front like you said right right and i think a lot of the times one thing at least um at least for me personally that often gets left out is man those uh those stories of trial and um, temptations and all that. I mean, that that's part of your story. I, he- I heard this other day. Um, I was at a conference out in West Texas, 
And they said that uh, our past, our history is God's story. And I thought, man, I was like, that's pretty deep. And it took me a second to comprehend it. But, you know, our testimony, everything we've been through has led us to that point that, you know, that shows glory to God if if we'll let him have it. And um, we realized that, yeah, life gets tough and that things aren't always what we want them, way we think they should be. I know a lot of times if if I had everything that I asked for, um, probably wouldn't be in near of a, I wouldn't be in the spot that God wanted me to be in, I guess. Yeah, so uh, to kind of piggyback off of what you just said is, um, you know, we we see that our story and people use it as a cliche um, saying, but our our lives is is a uh, novel for God, and that's that's the way we live as our testimony. And you know, the disciples, as we see in the Bible, were ordinary people. They were fishermen, tax collectors. They were they were all these different things, but no none of them were extraordinary. They they weren't supernatural figures that that jesus was like uh put in place in time that that would know jesus went to the the docks he went to the to the temple he went to to get these people to get them to follow him and i think that we we lose um we lose sight in that and uh we we think that being a christian means to be supernatural figure right right and i i mean I'm always taken back to the story of Moses. You know, Moses tried to make five excuses, and every one of these people were just ordinary people. And a lot of times I think we we think we can't be used because we're not. Um, you know, we're, we're like, if they only know what I've done in my life, or they know, um, like, there's no possible way. Like, all these people, I mean, a lot of times, um, pastors especially, I know um, we've talked about this, that as youth pastors, a lot of times we get put on a pedestal like, that we live perfect lives and i think we both know that's not true and um that you have to be perfect to serve in ministry or to serve in the church and i think that's one of the biggest um misconceptions i I know uh that a lot of people deal with a lot of times that when i talk to people i'm like man you should serve you should do this like man i just i can't and i i think uh i think it just deals with i mean not feeling worthy enough, and it's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll give you a little personal story of mine, and I haven't really told a lot of people this, but um, the other day at work, actually, I, uh, I I have a part-time job in the morning that I that I do just for a little bit extra cash to uh, help um, pay for my upcoming wedding that you'll hear about. Uh, soon. Congratulations, by the way, on, <laughs> yeah. on my wedding. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Um, but uh, a guy at work came up to me, and, you know, they, they all know that I'm in ministry, and um, they kind of treat me differently. But uh, a guy came up to me and, and told me this, is that um, he said, I don't think there's any way possible that Jesus will allow me into heaven. You know, it... it it didn't really settle with me then because we were just so busy and and I got home to I got home and got to thinking about it and um man it, it just scared me it just it chilled my bones when I when I sat down I was like man he really just said that and you know just to think about it it's the furthest from the truth you know um when we come to Jesus uh and when Jesus when we ask Jesus into our hearts you know our our slate our our sin is is white free and uh, I used this example the other day is that you know we can we can as Christians we're not like you said we don't live perfect lives but in God's eyes we do because Jesus out on the cross when he died on the cross he he put up a perfect barrier for us in the eyes of God and so um man it, it just that that was a that was one story that um that just again it shook me to the bone 
I mean, that's right. And I just, when I sit back and, and I'm thinking about everything that we're talking about and just the application to everyday life, um, for each and every one of you that are listening right now, I think the, the main, um, the main thing that if I could tell any of you in that are going through a hard time or you think, man, I'm just, I, I'm nothing special is God says you are. That's why he sent his son to the cross. And I know that sounds, oh, that's the typical church thing. But I think we often uh, overlook how important that is. That, and we, we don't take the significance to that. Because at the end of the day, um, we all mess up. We all have mistakes. But if I could tell you one thing, um, I did a... Uh, I did a fast to start the year for 21 days, and and I got rid of social media and soda pop, and um, I guess I got rid of soda pop just because you mean Coke, Coke, soda pop, whatever. I I caught a a lot of flack around that down here in the south, uh, and uh, I just for some reason I call it soda pop. So regardless of that, it's um, it's one of those things where I gave up soda pop just because I felt like I needed to, or Coke. Excuse me. Uh, but social media, during those 21 days, like, I realized that social media wasn't my main cause of comparison, but instead it revealed other things in, in my life that I needed to work on. And I think that's something huge. And I encourage, um, you know, that's one thing that I don't think gets pushed enough is is when, we, when we're really searching God as, you know, uh, Jesus told his disciples in, in Matthew that... Uh, when they couldn't rebuke the demon, he said, but this only comes out through prayer and fasting because it is so huge and such a big thing that um, we, you know, I've always, I've been told that prayer is our connection to God and fasting is our disconnection to to the world because right there in Matthew 17, he told them the reason he, that, that this generation, that they couldn't rebuke this demon was because more or less that they were unbelieving and perverse, which means that they were too connected to the world and not connected enough to God. And I thought, man, that's powerful. That is, uh, that's something deep that we forget about is we are still of the world, but you know, when Jesus died on that cross, he, uh, he bridged that gap that we no longer have to try to work our way to heaven or anything else, but yet he paid for it on the cross through his blood. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a big thing where, as Christians, we are set apart from the world. You know, when we come to come to know Jesus, um, our social media lives, our regular lives, when we walk through school, when we walk through work, it's um, it, it should you should know a dramatic change. Uh, at my church, um, we are going through a series right now of um, being a disciple, and and we're looking at being a disciple for the remainder of the year. And um, I think that's one thing that that the church nowadays as a whole, not just my church, not just Cowboy, but but the church as a whole lacks is is being a disciple and discipleship. And uh, I've been in a discipleship group since I was in 11th grade. And uh, I've actually uh, had multiple, multiple Bible studies with Cody for the past, I don't know, uh, about half a year. And uh, very, very grateful for that. But um, the the reason that we have these is because we hold each other accountable. Like we said before, we don't live perfect lives. Nobody lives a perfect life. Only one person has ever lived a perfect life. And uh, he wound up on the cross because of our imperfect lives. And, um, you know, we, as, as we point to social media um, and, and comparison, you know, 
there's one person you should always compare yourself to and know that you will always fall short, and that's Jesus, because he, he, he did live a perfect life. And we, um, we as Christians need to compare our lives to Jesus. And if it doesn't line up and if it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's the arrow is pointing towards that, we need to, we need to step back and reevaluate ourselves. Right. And and you brought up a topic right there that I think uh, was really our main focus of the day, and we're just now getting to it uh, almost 13 minutes into this, which is perfectly fine. But it was accountability, and this word has been on my heart for, I don't know, probably two or three weeks now, how important accountability is. This is actually how me and Noah met was through a discipleship group. There's uh, there's actually four of us guys that meet that are all right here around the same age. Uh, I'm 23 and um, Noah's 21. We have two other guys that are right there with the same age. And we actually have a group chat that stays constantly that ranges most of the time talking about sports or some different theology or whatever you never know what's liable to come across the group chat it's one of those chats that uh you just never know and the biggest part about this is no matter what we're talking about we always hold each other accountable to it um whether we're talking about sports or whatever if if any of us ever need a prayer request or we're dealing with something you know we may not even be in the middle of the conversation that's happening right there it might be two of the other guys talking but we say hey guys um i need some prayer over this and and we're very very um open to each other with about what's going on in our lives uh and it's such a huge thing and i've i found myself being a lot more accountable um in my daily walk since i've joined this group but with these guys and i think that's a huge thing we forget about a lot of time is what we surround ourselves with is a lot of times our biggest influence of life, uh, and it will dictate a lot of things that happen in our lives, the way we react, the way we talk, the way uh, we do things, that um, when when we put ourselves in the scenario and when, when we put ourselves surrounded with other godly people that are going to hold us accountable, we see our lives start to look a lot more like uh a lot more like Jesus's life because we're holding ourselves accountable and we're not just letting things slide that maybe we would have let go in the past. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> to uh, to add on to that is that, and it's another personal story. And uh, as Cody said before, I am the uh, youth pastor at Danville Baptist. Um, about I don't know, fifteen minutes away from here, about ten miles away, and uh, very grateful for that opportunity. But um, along with the youth, I do work with a lot of the college that we have. And um, last night, talking about accountability, last night we had a, a small group and we, we meet every Sunday night. And um, I've been really discouraged here lately uh, because we, we've just, our, our college just, um, they're not on fire yet. And uh, it, it's just really discouraging because I, I just keep on telling them, hey, I know, I know what's best for you. I've been in your shoes. I've been at the college life. You know, I, I, I wasn't a crazy college kid because I spent one year in college and failed and went to seminary because I was miserable. So, um, so if you fail, just go to seminary. Is what he's telling you. That's right. Uh, no, but, um, but to get back to the thing is that last night we had our biggest group yet, and um, man, they, that I had. I had guys, 18 and 19 year old, pouring out their heart um, because they they have fallen into the college life, into the fleshly, worldly lives that they live, and man, they just they just poured out and said, "I need this. I need this accountability. I need this group." 
um, to hold me to this pedestal that, you know, if I'm if I'm ever falling back, if I'm ever need um, somebody to talk to, a prayer, I can always text this group. And uh, all I all I could sit there and say was, man, wow, how blessed am I to have this opportunity to uh, pray for these young men and women that just want to uh, pursue lives with Christ. That's right, and I mean, and the thing is, it's not just high up in the church that has accountability. I mean, it's every like, you know. Um, I'm accountable to certain people. Everybody, just like somebody that's sitting there on Sunday morning that's not in leadership, not in any sort of role of the church, except they just come on Sunday mornings. It's so important to have that accountability because when we just look at it from a bigger perspective, it just holds, like, in everyday life, you just have somebody there that you're like, hey, you know, I know that if I need something that they're going to be there for me. Um, And really, you know, as youth pastors, we are accountability partners to our youth because I mean I I can't tell you how many times I've got a text at um, you know just in the middle of the day saying hey um, Cody would you just pray for me man I'm just uh, I'm going through some stuff right now or whatever it may be and at the end of the day that you know that's why we do what we do I feel like um, and I believe I can speak for both of us when I say that that you know knowing that a kid that might be struggling with depression or anxiety or something like that knows they've got somebody they can talk to. I mean, that's what makes it all worthwhile. And um, people ask me, why do you do what you do? And I'm like, well, I ask God that because I promise if it was me, I wouldn't be in this line of work. There's so much stress and things that come with it. But I know at the end of the day that God's going to get me through whatever it is. And just knowing that I can make a difference in a kid's life is just, uh, man, it's, it goes beyond words. Yeah, yeah. Cody, let me ask you a question. Um, as you as you just talked about, um, you know, being in the church and being held accountable. What's your view on? Um, is everybody called to serve in a way, um, or are are some people called to come in, sit on Sunday mornings, and leave, and uh, and that's it? What do you think about that? I do believe that uh, God calls us all to serve in one way, shape, or form of another. Um, I believe that everybody has a different way. Some people are meant to just help, and they're meant to give. Some people, which we're all meant to give, but some people are um, good at sweeping the floor. Some people are good at speaking. Some people are good at leading small groups. God has all given us a spiritual gift, and I fully believe that with my whole heart. Um, that That's something that a lot of times we overlook. is like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. But we've all been given something that we can do to, to further the kingdom of God. So, yes, as far as that goes, I believe that each and every one of us are called to do something. I just feel like a lot of times we're scared to step out because we're like, man, um, we just don't feel worthy enough to work for, for the kingdom. And... Um, I know when I first got my start in ministry, I was like, God, there's no way you're telling me to do this. But now when I look back, he was clearly saying, uh, it's time for you to time for you to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Man, hey, we've, uh, man, no, I've enjoyed having you on, Dad. This conversation has been, uh, it's been a good one. I've enjoyed it. It's been something that, and I hope that y'all take something from it. Uh, everybody that's out there listening, if you're still on me right now, I'm proud of you for making it this far. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed being on, and uh, I, I appreciate the followers for listening to us. If you made it this far, you're very committed to Cody Tilly, and uh, and you you do need to listen to him because he is. Uh, I, I'm very blessed to call him my friend uh, and just to uh, have him as a honestly a um, as a fellow disciple of Jesus and just uh, just to 
push me uh, more and more. So thanks, Cody. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. I'm so glad that I was able to have you on today. And I just want to encourage y'all, if you're not in a church um, or have accountability somewhere get in a church find accountability find somebody that is going to be there with you um get in a a college group your age or or however old you are get in a group that that best fits you and um man just live it out you can always come to danville baptist or right here at good old no fences in north alabama if you ever get the chance to stop by we are in faultville alabama right off 65 about 20 miles i encourage you come in hey if you send me a message and just tell me, hey, I'm coming to see, uh, come to your church, let me know. Stop by in, and I would love to just see you, talk with you, um, whatever it may be. But anyway, so, hey, Noah, thank you for being here today. I am so pumped, and I hope you each can get, get something out of it. So this was my Tilly Talk. I pray you have a great day. God bless. Hope you get to see you soon.